Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. Hey, Jeff. Please keep this in. Please keep it on. This, this is how the episode starts. It would be incredible. Okay. And on that note, shall we cheers? <laughs> Sorry. Cheers. Um, I don't have, oh, it's Seltzer still, but maybe I'll get a delivery. Cheers. Hi, everyone. Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And welcome back to our podcast about dating, about not dating, about everything in between. Uh, we love you. Thank you for being here. Thanks for joining us on this journey. Uh, Speaking of joining us on journeys, we have a very special guest today, maybe the most special guest we've ever had. Uh, Date 13 is here. Yay. Welcome. Hi, guys. (laughs) AKA Kimmy's boyfriend. AKA, I mean, I accidentally let your first name slip a couple weeks ago, so now it's out there in the world. It's it's out there in the world? It's out there, so I can can call you whatever. I mean... Are we going to first name him? Is this the moment? I think it has to happen at this point. <laughs> I don't know if we can keep the ruse going. So date 13. Um, welcome. F- yeah, we have to say it. It's too weird without it. Well, we're so happy you're here. Thanks for being here. I know you don't want to be. No, no problem. You give me <laughs> wine, so I'm happy. <laughs> um. So, yeah, if you are new, I mean, should I do the spiel? It feels like a weird day for me to do the spiel. You can do the spiel. All right. Well, guys, this started as a podcast where Kimmy went on a bunch of first dates. I supported her and drank near her while we talked about it. And um, she went on many first dates and she met the very special and lovely Tony on date number 13. And now they are dating together, boyfriend and girlfriend and Facebook official. No, just kidding. No one's Facebook official. <laughs> but, you know. It's too much. Uh, but it's way too much. I have proudly never been Facebook official with anyone except my um, high school best friend. <laughs> oh, yeah. When I remember, remember that. When that was a fucking thing. That was so stupid. But Yeah, we, you would also... be like, it's complicated with like your best friend or not. Yeah. Or like, yeah. So well, dumb. Yeah. Hi. Thank you. Do you want to splash yourself? Oh, thank you. Yeah. Ooh. What Thank what a day you. for for men wow. in the world. Yeah. One is on the podcast. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> you got you got um, a cocktail. Okay, I have I have my drink. Am I gonna leave that all in? I guess I will. I think I think it's fine. I think this is like kind of an impromptu. The Bachelorette is back tonight. You're listening Guys, to this the day after. We're you this know. is raw and unfiltered. We're recording on a Monday night, which we usually like record, you know, four or five days before we release longer sometimes. This is like the most, uh, this is the most, you know, hot, fresh, juicy bullshit you'll ever hear from us. Not really. Yeah. Maybe that's what we say at the top of the show. Hot, fresh, juicy bullshit about dating. <laughs> exactly. I really like it. Great. That's right. That's, it's, going on the, it's going on the baseball caps, everything. Um, but we're obviously psyched to have you here, Tony. Thanks for joining us. No problem. Was yeah. it under duress? Are you mad? Uh, she told me it was you guys it was all Game of Thrones podcast tonight. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I still have I still like have not finished. Although I think I accidentally got it spoiled at work today. But that's you know I'm gonna I'm de- devoted to staying up as late as I can tonight to get it done. Liza, I've been like I I don't know what's wrong with me. This is probably the last TV show we're all gonna watch like as a society like week by week, and I haven't seen anything but the first episode. 
That's not good. I like. I mean, it's just like, it's not good. Sorry, fight me, guys. We can start a Game of Thrones thread on the secret Facebook group, but I don't like it. Yeah, no. I mean, there there's a hot take. Like, would you be into someone? I don't know how to ask this. I'm trying to think of like what the deal breaker would be about like having Game of Thrones related jokes on your dating app right now. I feel like it's just like I'd be like too much. Like if you're, if oh my someone's, God. yeah. What? How good of a first date would this be? This actually would be a terrible first date, but that's I think why it would work is because it would be like a great litmus test for what kind of person someone is. I feel like I'm tasking this to the listeners. Someone needs to go on a first date where they watch the series finale of Game of Thrones next week. Oh, shit. Go to somebody's house, watch it together, see what their reactions are, see which characters they like. You'll find out how good or bad their taste is. And except, okay, I just want you to You're be not safe. on board with this. <laughs> I'm worried about oh, safety. Yeah, yeah. You know, going to someone's That's house true. on a first date. Well, they do watch parties all over, too. I know, like, there's a bunch of movie theaters that are, like, that show it as well. So, I mean, it's That's not true. like it would just have to be at someone's random home. <laughs> where, like, you've never met me before. Come yeah. into my house. We're going to close all the blinds and turn off the lights and watch Game yeah. of Thrones, the final episode and, of Game of Thrones. And hopefully they live far out in the woods. Hopefully yeah. you're really far, <laughs> yeah. far away from civilization, too. No cell service, um, for sure. Yep, that's beautiful. But if anyone does that, that, if anyone manages to do that in a safe, effective way, don't don't go to someone's house in the woods. But a watch party, as Tony suggested or something, um, let us know and we'll have you on the podcast to talk about it. Yeah. I feel like series finales are very fun to watch with, like, someone that you're kind of romantically into. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's fun with your friends too, but th- there's something. You could learn things. I like that, Liza. I do like the idea. Were you, you know my Breaking Bad finale party? Yeah, I was so hammered. <laughs> oh, I, I like don't that, – that night's a little patchy for me, but we had bets. Everyone had – we had like this wildly complicated pool going that I didn't run because I don't know anything about gambling, but some of our friends lightly enjoy gambling. And there was a pool over like – we were all betting on who would die and who would kill them. And I think whoever won, won like, I don't know, 200 bucks or something. Not like a ton of money, but. But it's fun. I it actually, fun. I got invited to a bachelorette uh, bracket, which I didn't fill out. I guess it's too late now, but I, I thought that was fun. It's not just yeah. for March Madness. You can put money on anything. Pop culture, guys. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Come here for us to encourage you to drink, to go to people's houses in the woods, to gamble. Just um, we really like to cover all the risky activities. Uh, But anyway, anyway, (laughs) we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff tonight. We are going to talk about uh, we're going to answer a bunch of questions. We're going to get Tony's take on a lot of things and we're going to chat and it's going to be pretty cash. And then next week we'll be back with a new person talking about a date. We will deconstruct it and it'll be uh, it'll be just delightful. Yeah. Did I miss anything? You didn't miss anything. No. I let's let's get into it. Well, Tony, let's do it. I I kind of want to I want to get I know Tony's like given a voice note for the podcast before. It was very sweet. Mm-hmm. But like what was your true and honest reaction when you found out that this podcast existed when we were going on dates? Uh, I'm trying to think like like that's so long ago. But honestly, I don't remember it being like I was like, I had just moved to New York not too long ago, so some part of my brain was like, oh god, this is what dating in New York was like. Everyone has, like, (laughs) some kind of weird thing that they're into or that they do, and, like, of course, of course this is just part of dating here. So, I mean, 
it wasn't that big of a deal. I mean, it, you kind of like splurted it all out and told me like pretty upfront. So, I mean, it wasn't like a thing that like had been strung along for months at a time. And then it was, you know, just came four, out of nowhere, dates. but, uh, four dates, I think it was. Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't that big of a deal and then it was kind of out in the open and you were upfront about it. So it wasn't, wasn't a thing that like really bothered me really going through it. And wait, I'm sorry. I can't remember because my memory's just um, like hot garbage. So, you, so Kimmy told you, right? You didn't find out online. Well, like I, I had, I knew, like I had okay, known for probably like a month and a half because you know <laughs> gotcha, Google gotcha, gotcha. Um, I mean, Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, but um, yeah, no. So she told me, and I was gonna bring it up. I think that night I had planned. We were, I think we were going to dinner, and I was gonna bring it up because I like at that point I'd felt weird knowing. Like, and knowing that she didn't know that I knew, I don't know, that yeah. whole thing. So, like, yeah. it was time. And then, like, I would think we had, you'd met me for drinks beforehand and then just, like, splurted it, like, had, like, word vomit yeah. and, like, brought it all up. <laughs> so, and I think I stopped you halfway and was like, don't feel so bad. Like, I've known for a while. <laughs> so. Because I, I often, you know, Liza did the spiel at the top of the podcast tonight, but I often struggle my way through that. But I did have a spiel for, like, explaining it to dates. Because we tried to... We had a three-date rule, I believe it was. And this was definitely our fourth date. Oops. Yeah. But I remember you asked me something, and I think we had recorded with Savannah Engel, one of our, our top top podcasts ever. Right? Yes. Who will be back this summer. She will Tease, be back. Whatever. So if you, yeah. If you remember Savannah, who is our, like, lovely drunk guest from Mississippi. We were all drunk. We it was our drunk. most drunken episode. <laughs> and I think that's why you asked me something, and I was like, oh, I was a little hungover in the night. It was, like, my very terrible segue into telling you because i was drinking at a podcast recording and lo and behold yeah that you don't just get really drunk on a tuesday i don't just get really uh-huh. yeah yeah <laughs> because it was definitely like a weird night that we got drunk yeah, yeah. And i was like okay but I, I appreciate you stopping me though because i definitely had a, a longer spiel and it it was embarrassing so yeah no i mean i I mean, it played into, but it's it's really like it's an hour out of your day. Like people, like it's just it's, for me, it's a hobby. So like people go and do other, you know, people have things that they do and they do with their spare time. It wasn't like a thing that like really like, oh gosh, he has a dating podcast. Like what what does this mean for dating you? Like it, I don't know. It really wasn't that big of a deal. I mean, I feel like you say that casually, but I think it's a it's pretty cool that you feel that way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it. I think that deserves lots of props, especially because I think that like. There's, uh, I mean, just, like, a lot of men feel, like, weird feels around, like, women talking on the internet. I mean, not, like, not even, like, fucking any of the cool, like, modern 2019 men. I know I'm just talking about, like, globally men. But also, like, I think that's, I, I think that says a lot about about you as a person and also, like, that's, I think, someone who has to, who's dating any, I've, I've experienced this, someone who is going to date someone who's artistic or has any kind of, like, uh, you know, side artistic-y, hustly projects, like, has to be on board with, like, some, some weird shit, you know? Yeah. Well, don't get me wrong. If I had gotten massacred on here and I was like, and she was like, <laughs> oh, my God, that was, this was the worst person ever. Like, this guy sucked. I would be like, oh, my God, yeah, this is horrible and terrible. But it wasn't like that. And I don't think you guys, it's not, like, disparaging comments about anyone or how, how you approach it. Yeah. So there's no, really totally. nothing to be mad or upset about, like, like even listening, like, what I was listening to wasn't like, oh, this is going to change, you know, my dating future if someone somehow figures this out either. So it wasn't that big of a yeah. deal. No, there had been That's one. Good. There had been a, 
one person who found out about it before the third date and said just like I can't go on dates with someone if I know they're dating other people because I'll just listen to that which was also I think a fair point that's how I would have felt yeah so but you you no if for me it was like an advantage it was like okay <laughs> uh, like uh now I know now it's like playbook like I under like am like how am I in the running still like obviously I knew that like you were still going on these dates as we were dating I was like okay well you know there's obviously not a head over heels like oh my god I'm so in love with this guy that I just met I was like okay that's still I guess good news for me I'm just like you know because at that point it was casual it wasn't yeah. You know? So. I just think you're totally. so mature because I would never be this mature about it. Oh, no, for sure. I think it's <laughs> extremely impressive and, like, very cool. So, wait, were you, were you like, listening to parts of the podcast as it was going along to, like, check in and be like, what's uh, what's going on? What's the deal? Yeah, of course. <laughs> like, how, I mean, how, yeah, could, you, how yeah. could you not? Like, I mean, if anyone – I mean, if you date anyone, they, they, you, they were kind of – because it's just that open. I mean, it's basically yeah. being able to listen in on, like – a gossip session that like guys don't ever have access mm-hmm. to so of course like of course you're gonna listen and then you know there's adjustments that need to be made to you know my dating style <laughs> or approach of course I'm gonna make those but um yeah no yeah, I feel like that's cool I hadn't I, I have to admit which is probably like uh a little bit like self-focused of me like I had not thought about that before this moment that like you had been able to, like, I obviously was like, oh, knows about the podcast, that must be, like, kind of, like, you know, a little bit of a different, at least, like, if nothing else, like, you're obviously super mellow about it, but different than most people's experiences in early dating. But, yeah, that's, like, a whole other side of it of, like, you get to listen in. Like, I feel like that's something I, like, always wish. I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm not, like, sucking our own dicks. Um, but, like... I feel like there's an aspect of that that's, like, kind of cool, and I wish I could listen in on the other half of it. Yeah. No, like, in early dating. It it would be terrifying for me, and I would be immature about it, but then I would also love it because, like, the sleuthing I've done in my life to just figure out, like, 1% of the information you could get from an entire podcast. Totally. Yeah. I would do it very – I would I would listen very self-destructively for sure. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think there were definitely moments, I'm trying to remember now specifics of, like, times where you're like, oh, no, I can't, like, do something that night. Like, I have plans with, like, I'm hanging out with friends. It's not like, then listening, like, the next week, I was like, oh, she was on a date with a guy. <laughs> like, that's why, that's, those those were the plans. And so that part was, was weird. But, like, it, you know, it's fair. I mean, I was, I think, go, I was going on dates at that time, too. And, you like, you're not upfront about that. Sorry, sorry, I can't make it tonight. I actually have another date this week. Yeah. So, like... No one says that in that circumstance. Yeah, I do think it's a weird thing, like, that comes up a lot with people feeling, you know, dejected or frustrated that they don't know if the person they're dating is going on other dates still or if they do. It's always so awkward just in real life anyway. But I think maybe maybe it's a case for personalities like you maybe it would be better to just be like a little honest about it no i mean it's from a guy like always assume yes like unless you ask or like you're asking your friend like always assume that like someone's going on other dates and i mean unless you've had that conversation you should i mean yes the other person is dating other people like at least in new york i I feel like that's always that's the vibe that i got dating there i mean it may be different like it was probably definitely different different in the south like i'm from like jacksonville florida but, like, if you're going on dates there, you kind of have the vibe, like, yeah, we're going, you know, we're dating, and maybe you're dating another person, but it's not, 
you know, it's not a rolling rotation kind of like how New York is where, you know, everyone is very busy. Everyone's going on multiple dates with multiple people yeah. and just trying to fit it into their lives. So Totally. And like if you – if you, I feel like similar to everything else in New York, if you want to stand out, it's like a competitive fucking marketplace, which is so weird and gross and like something I hated about dating in New York back when I was dating in New York. You know, like that it's – like everything else, it feels – like, you have to be, like, competing at a high level to, like, be in the game. So I have a, I have a thought. I want to read a, uh, a listener's question that goes right along with that. Um, it was directed towards you being on the podcast, Tony. So I, And I, I think you just answered it, but I think we can dive into it more. Is having the exclusive talk a thing anymore, or do you guys just go with the flow and somehow you and him just end up dating? This is something I'm currently dealing with. In the back of my mind, I'm wondering, will you ask me to be your girl- girlfriend, or is that not a thing anymore? Help. And like before we dive all the way into it, I think we've talked about exclusivity one million times and just having the fucking conversation. But I do think it's becoming more and more the norm especially like for heteronormative relationships like the guy maybe once upon a time was supposed to do all the asking but now I feel like the norm is to just let it go as long as fucking possible until someone just has to say something or freaks out or like lashes out on a text or something weird I don't know what what is the male perspective on this your male perspective I mean I think as long as you're comfortable with the you know anonymity of the whole thing like if you're starting to get uncomfortable of with that person going on dates and you're uncomfortable, you know, with them seeing other people or you feel like it's gone beyond that point and you surprise, you know, sex changes that. But like if you start to get there and like you want to have that conversation with that person, then you should have that conversation with that person. Is how I feel. Like if you're ready to get there and you're ready and you that's the way you feel and that you want to date exclusively, then you bring it up. But you know, and otherwise like it's a casual thing and you're, you know, just kind of dating. Right, which is what we do always, I feel like, say. And it's so hard to do. But I think, like, is the exclusive talk a thing that a guy will bring up if he likes you? No matter what, he will get there and he'll bring it up first. Like, this whole kind of gendered thing about waiting, maybe, for the guy to say it. Like, do you think that exists? Because I kind of feel like you didn't really say it for a long time. I mean, I would say so. But, I mean, I, I think at the same time, like – yeah, because I don't, I don't, it took a while for us to get there too. I mean, I know like I was traveling a ton. It was like our dates were spaced out probably for by a week, week and a half, maybe even longer. And so, you know, we went on a course of like six dates over, you know, two or three months, seven dates. And then, you know, finally getting to that point where, you know, I was ready and I felt comfortable and I, you know, that's something that I wanted and I wanted to have that conversation with you. So, I mean, I think, yes, I think if you're, a guy, a guy's, you know, I think a guy or a girl should be comfortable to bring that conversation up. If you feel like your relationship is in that place, um, you should feel comfortable with your that person that you're dating to bring it up. Yeah. Because what's the worst that could happen? No, and I know, and we always say this, but like truly now wondering, like, I think it's also easy to say, if someone wants to be with you, they'll just say it. But like, I've wanted to be with people and not just said it. <laughs> you know? So I'm just like, that's what, dude, I'm, I'm being a little bit like existential about this, but... Like, it, does this conversation exist in the same way anymore? I feel like I know so many people were just kind of like, mm, it sort of happened, the conversation, and then it became a thing. 
Well, I mean, I think it does. Like for between you and I, it's like it's not like I got the you know the fairy tale ending to that when I brought it up with you. It's not like oh my god, yes, I want to be in a relationship too. And we're dating now. It's like no, I have a podcast. I'm gonna still go on. I still want to go date other people. I don't know. I need some time to think about it. So, and it, it's not like that. Like was like oh my god, my heart's broken. I'm now gonna go curl up into a ball and my life is over. No, it's. You know, people change. People like have different journeys in their dating path and when they're comfortable. And maybe it wouldn't have worked out. Maybe it did. But you know, that wasn't gonna you know stop me from at least you know putting it out there. Oh, totally. Yeah. But I think that also. I mean, I don't know. I've I've been in places in my life where someone saying that to me would have made me curl up into a ball and like sleep. Uh, like in a dark room for four days Mm -hmm. like you know for a very for a variety of reasons for like just me being younger and having like a a more fragile sense of self-esteem for like times where I've been like really built someone up in my head and become kind of like obsessed with that like there are like I feel like the idea of I don't think it's I, I think it's the idea of rejection being that terrifying I can definitely like empathize with um, and that's why, like, I've never initiated one of those conversations, except, like, I told when I was dating two people at once and then I had decided, like, I was, like, decided I just wanted to date one of them. I told that person that I was not dating the other person anymore just as a heads up. Like, I was so <laughs> fucking cash. I was like, just so you know, like, it doesn't matter. I just want you to know, like, in case you feel like you should know, like, I'm not dating either guy. So, like, you should know. literally i couldn't have been more like or whatever i mean it doesn't fucking matter i'm probably gonna date someone out like it was yeah i was so self-protective about it so just like i don't know i understand why it's scary for a lot of people and i know that saying like just bring it up is a lot easier than said than done i mean i think it comes with age and dating too right so i mean at 32 now I mean, there's been a lot of rejection. There's been a lot of dating. I mean, I think if you go through those, you realize after you've had it, you've been rejected, you know, a decent amount of times in your life, you know, like, okay, I'm, I'm going to get up tomorrow. My life is going to be the exact same. Like, sure, it won't have this person in it, but there are other great people out there too. You know, you meet people all the time. And like life will go on. It's not the it's not the worst thing ever. There are lots of people out there for everyone. So it's, you know... Maybe this works, but you know, I feel like because the word, I mean, the other, the flip side of that is now you're, you're harboring that and you're holding that all inside. And like, that's not great either. And if like one person has those feelings and the other person does, like inevitably it's going to end the same way. And I would just say from a very cynical standpoint, sometimes men might delay this conversation. If you know the book, The Love Gap that we talked about, sometimes men do need to be at like a different stage in their lives to want that commitment, especially when they're in their late twenties. Whether it's they wanted to get to grad school or have their job. When I met you, you had a bunch of things figured out already. But, you know, and if they don't define it for as long as possible, they can also keep you in their life for as long as possible. And women can do this too. So that's just the other thing to throw out there. The cynical thing, but we've talked about it a ton. There's also, there's that part. That's like the real talk. So I think that just... For this listener, because we've said so many different things, but I think the talk still exists. I think there are like multiple reasons you wouldn't want to have the talk. Like, look, I'm dating you and you you brought it up with me and I didn't even say yes. So it's not the end all be all. But I think that if you want to say something, if you see something, say something. If you see chemistry, say 
I like you. Can we date? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think that Tony, the point Tony brought up about, like, you know, the more you get rejected, the more you understand that, like, it's not life-ending. Like, it just, it you wake up and the world's still fucking cruising along and whatever. And I think that, like, I... I always was a really big avoider of any kind of difficult conversation. And, like, it's been a big part of therapy for me uh, to, like, learn how to just fucking have the conversations I don't want to have. And it's nice. Although I will not say that it's easy because, like, for fucking people like me, it's not. For I mean, for some people it is. Like, I'm very lucky that I, like, found one of those people to date who could teach me teach me like a fucking baby bird who had never flown before to just say how I feel <laughs> like no I would argue that 95% of the population doesn't know how to say how they feel yeah <laughs> like it's hard I'm one totally it's really I mean it's really fucking hard and especially when you you know whatever the idea of rejection being so scary is like pretty fucking universal that's why you know <laughs> sorry I'm thinking about a Jack Donaghy quote there's like this incredible if if you don't know who Jack Donaghy is I, I know it's getting like further and further out of date but 30 Rock is my favorite show of all time but uh Jack Donaghy has this quote that's like some someone's like why did you do this and he goes I don't know why do men build bridges because I was hoping to have sex tonight <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like it's like kind of the same thing of like the the why is powerful like because the reward can be really great <laughs> Did that make any sense I think it's it. There's a bridge there connecting them, but you know, <laughs> it's a long, it's a long way to walk it's, for that small payoff. Sorry, guys. I, I enjoyed it. Well, I feel like this also goes along with our entire thesis for the podcast, which is like, for me and my personal dating habits that I needed to break. I needed to get over taking every date so personally or as rejection. And I promise you, like it, the numbers game is so real. It's not like I think I honestly got lucky finding you on date thirteen. Cheesy, cheesy. Oh, boy. <laughs> but I think that it's a wild, that ratio compared to what I used to do, which wasn't that many dates at all. Like, but I didn't think I found, like, my person. It's just, it, it is, that's not how it works. And the rejection will feel less and less the more dates you go on. So for some listeners who, like, don't even want to do the initial dates, I feel like that comes up a lot too. I would say that it's the same thing. It's like, the more times you're rejected, as sad as it is, the easier it's going to feel. Because you'll also reject people. For sure. We, we've we also had kind of, I think, there was a post in our secret Facebook group that I think was very relatable, but that also I feel very strongly about. So our, our listener wrote, I want a committed relationship but have no desire to date. Blah, <laughs> advice, hashtag first world problems. Which... I feel like was me forever, ever, ever. Like I didn't want to do the dating part of getting a relationship, but I'm here to say that you just have to. Also, I think this is, okay, like obviously, you know, there are there are people in very rough places geographically who cannot probably be going on dates, but I feel like wanting to find love and having struggles with love is about the most like, common thread between all of humanity that's ever existed so we don't need to be so hard on ourselves about hashtag first world problems there are lots of those but i think that um the desire to find love is probably not one of them um 
But yeah, I mean, the the motivation thing is real. We talked about this with a little bit with Katie, who's my cousin, who was on a couple of weeks ago now, who I made a bet with. Uh, <laughs> that's a motivator. But wait, Liza, I don't know. will you tell Tony the bet and the listeners? Yes, totally. Uh, so my cousin was feeling like extreme dating frustration for many, many years. And I told her that if she went on a date a week for a year and didn't find someone that she at least like liked enough to be in a committed relationship with, that I would take her on a week-long trip to a destination of her choosing anywhere in the world, which was a big bet because I probably could not afford to do that. So <laughs> it was definitely a gamble for me. Uh but she went on, like, six dates and met, like, her now boyfriend, <laughs> who is such a gem. I've met him twice now, and he is a fucking doll. And he was brave enough to come see me do stand-up at, like, a truly, truly strange show on Saturday. So I also am like, wow, he earned a lot of points in my book um, for suffering through that. <laughs> um, but I think that sometimes, like, building in those... Uh, those types of I mean I think you need to have a buddy I think you need to have some kind of motivation I think like you should start a google doc I think some way however like you feel accountable to things like if there's things that make you get out there like journaling putting it in a spreadsheet like doing whatever I don't know if that sounds too clinical but like just having one friend who you check in and like bully each other Venmo request each other for five dollars a week if you don't go on a date it's not that much but yeah. Is it so? I, I have a question. So, from yeah. from a male perspective, like going on dates for you guys is like it's a like a task mm-hmm. for me. Like, like it's fun. Like going on like dates is like the best part because at the worst that you're gonna get is an amazing story to tell your friends at the end of it. Oh God, this was terrible. But now I have great just fodder for like getting drinks with all all my like friends afterward. And now I have, you know, things to talk about. And like, I don't know. And it's just always like uh, just meeting different people is so weird, but also so fun. I'm also saying this, I'm also in sales. So I do this all the time, but it's, I don't know. Like, that's, like, the fun part of it. Like, yeah, a relationship has definitely its benefits, and there's definitely great things about being in a relationship, but, like, going on dates is such a weird, awkward, but fun, rewarding thing, too. Like, where, I don't know, it, wouldn't, it wasn't that hard for me to, like, want to do it. Mm, but yeah. I do think there's a, like, especially amongst straight men and women there's a split there there's a gap in terms of how people yeah look at dating. i was trying to think like what are i feel like there are probably a handful of reasons that it might be like a gender difference but i want to hear what you guys thoughts on why are because i feel like maybe mine are just my own inventions so that's like the scary part for me <laughs> like i don't know like meeting random yeah. dudes is scary um yeah, yeah, and- it's true. There's like an extra level of anxiety because like we have to worry about our personal safety a little bit more. And I think that like in the world of dating, so there's being single, there's dating. I know there are many more things than this. And then there are like relationships. Like sometimes I think women are stereotyped in culture to want the relationship and men are stereotyped to not want it. So if you're meeting a man, if you want a relationship and you're in the dating phase of those three stages, meeting men, you – it's going to feel like more work because you're probably meeting a lot of people who aren't dating for a relationship. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like just based on the stereotypes, 
the dating is like the in-between. It's like the purgatory or something. It's like you can be doing dating for all sorts of different reasons. You don't have to be wanting to be heading towards a relationship. You can just now, especially with online dating, just be doing it to fuck. So I feel like for women who are looking for a relationship, if that's their goal, it can be really frustrating to have to kind of put in this work, get the crude messages online, or even get on the dates and have like ghosting happen. And I know it happens both ways. I just, I don't know. I wasn't super clear, but. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I've never dated with an end goal in mind. So I guess that's where the difference re- lies. So yeah, I want to go and meet people, but I want to, I don't go in saying like, oh, I'm going to get married or this is, I want a relationship in the next six months. Like I want this to happen. It's, I want to go meet people. I want to have a good time. And if, if I really like them, like I want to keep hanging out with them and see where it goes. And like, that's always been my approach. And maybe that's, I don't know if I want to classify it as that as a male approach, but I mean, that might be the difference where it's like, I don't know, maybe we're too dumb to think that far ahead. We don't have that specific end goal in mind, but usually that's, that's kind of the idea is it's like, is this person fun to hang out with? Do I enjoy being around them? And then hopefully, you know, maybe it could lead into something after that. But I guess what I was saying is because women have been told to have that end goal in mind, even if they don't necessarily yeah. want it. Because we've been told, well, we do have a biological clock for, or sorry, just like we can't have babies forever. You have an indefinite timeline. We have a timeline if we want to have a family. That's true. I, I well, also, somebody ring the patriarchy bell, but like, ding, ding. I feel like, I know, like, uh, I feel like there's also that thing of like we're we're kind of fed the the story from a younger age that like our value is measured by um, if somebody else wants to be with us, you know, like that's kind of implicit in like all of the storytelling for young girls, and although less and less so because um, things are getting better and cooler. Uh, but like especially when when we were kids, especially when like our you know parents' generation were kids and so on back. But I think that like overall we are fed the idea that like we are our best selves if we have found someone to like pair off with and so it can feel higher stakes it can feel like you're in more of a pressure cooker because every date can feel like this like if he doesn't want me like that's a reflection of my worth like I definitely felt that way for a long time until therapy ring the other bell the therapy bell (laughs) I just have two bells it's patriarchy (laughs) and therapy and that's all it is (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the therapy bell is like artsy therapy. Okay, the therapy bell wow. is like a cow horn. You know, the like things that clowns have. They're like, oh, we're going to those things. Yeah. Ooh, we should be doing like sound effects. for. <laughs> we need a Foley comic. artist. Right. So if anybody wants to come Foley for us. 51 first day of spot. That would be so yeah, we, we, oh, I miss our I miss our sound team. I miss them. We love them. Oh, my God. I have a hilarious story about getting like sexually solicited by a professional Foley artist online. Would you? Well, now you have to tell it. <laughs> Explain to people what that means. Guys, if you don't know what a Foley artist is, a Foley artist is someone who makes sound effects for, like, theater, circus, I don't know, like, movies. Like, they they jangle bells and make (laughs) sounds, and they have, like, instruments. It used to be a thing in silent films, and they would, like, put in these sound effects later, but it's still a thing, apparently, in theater. And I know a professional Foley artist who one time hit on I mean we I worked at a company where he was working as an artist and we were like buddies or whatever and uh one time he sent me a Facebook message saying hey I'm in Vegas for the weekend want to come and I was like haha like 
no, I'm working. And he was like, oh, too bad. Like, I like the shower is like in the room. Like, I could like watch you from bed, like take a shower. It was so creepy. <laughs> Jesus. So, I wow. have a chip on my shoulder against Foley artists. <laughs> <laughs> it was the creepiest, weirdest message. Um, anyway, on that note, let's take a quick ad break and then we're going to be back. And we are back. Okay, I want to bring up something that a listener wrote in about. Um, I think she first posted in the secret Facebook group that she was doing the dates. She was, had gone on 21 dates, really liked her date 21, and then like didn't know if she was going to hear from him. Or on 20, she posted in a frustrating way and then posted again, did 21, it's worth it. So just like, again, I know we always toot our own horn and pretend we've cracked like the secret of dating, but whatever. It, it's, you know. She had a good date, 21. So she went on a first date with number 21, and then she posted again in the secret Facebook group. So number 21, whom I was quite excited about, dropped the L-bomb on our second date. Whoa. Whoa. And someone asked her to tell more about the story. So I'll read that part, and then we can dissect it. So our first date was the perfect date. I think he was attracted to me. He was so kind, but almost naive in a way. He's also a total catch, 6'3", doctor, father. His ex-wife is remarried, and their relationship is stable. I like that. I like that just being like, yeah. I feel like there's so much stigma around that normally. So props to this listener. So we're drinking beer in the sunshine, chatting and flirting, and then we head to another spot for dinner. We kiss, fireworks, yay. Literal fireworks or... (laughs) (laughs) I believe we're at like, you know, beer in the sunshine. So his schedule is a bit hectic. We plan another date for the next weekend. He's texting 24-7 telling me how impressive and attractive he thought I was. You guys, I'm a solid seven. I mean, never call yourself a seven, but honestly. I don't believe you. Yeah. Don't call yourself a ten either, so. Um, <laughs> like, that would be annoying. Somewhere between a seven and a ten, you guys. You can be an eight or a nine. response. Uh, I respond to – I half respond to him. Flash forward a few days and his, his tone changes – or his shift changes, sorry. So he's free in the evening. We went out for drinks and my guard was up quite a bit. I told him it was making me nervous how strong he was coming on. He told me he wanted to delete our apps and just date each other. Then he told me he hoped I was his last first date. I'm super nervous so I start drinking more. But he's so attractive and so sweet that I sort of lean into it a bit. I mean, I hear you. Yeah. A few more glasses of rosé and we leave to a new spot for a beautiful dinner. We start kissing and the way he touches was just electric. I was like, Mr. Nice Guy is legitimately turning me on with the way he kisses. After dinner, we went back to my place to hang out on the porch and have another glass of wine. We start making out, move upstairs, and things are like, I think there are 18 fire emojis. <laughs> like, I'm not <laughs> I'm warming up to the idea of him. We're making out in my bed. He stops and looks at me and says this. I think I'm falling in love with you. Insert record scratching to a halt here. Oh my god. It is so oh my god. appropriate. Oh my god. That, I'm cringing so much. And it's so appropriate that tonight is the bachelorette because this is bachelorette pace. This is a bachelorette yes. pace. I told him and that he's And the whole wonderful. thing of like drinks, dinner, like it's like a nice day. They, they have a glass of wine on the porch. Like this is actually a bachelorette date. And maybe there were literal fireworks. I mean. Yeah. I told him that he's wonderful but this is all just too much for me and I need to like Hit the brakes. I did my very best not to hurt his feelings, but I think I did. I need to address everything with him today, and I has I haven't been as communicative as I've been in the few days prior. So tonight, I'll do my very very best to have the it's not you, it's me talk. Five nervous faces, the crunchy teeth, nervous face. Please forgive the poor grammar. This was just sort of stream of consciousness. I mean, we've got. I think 
the interesting part to me too was that people were commenting like I've had guys tell me they love me really early on and it's such a red flag but all the details of this like I get I don't know what's happening here what do we think is happening here Tony uh, yeah Tony what do you think I think this this is a move like this isn't he didn't first of all I don't he uh, I think this is a play on words or, or not this is I'm falling in love with you is if probably in his mind is way different than I'm I love you so those are two very different things. It's it's bachelor speak. It is literally it's so. Two it's things. like how <laughs> cynically this is like how can I get this girl in bed quickly? Is just tell her everything she wants to hear and put it all out on the table and let's see where this goes. That's that's how that's how I read it. Like I read it as like his. This is like his like what he what's worked for him in the past or. I mean, I guess if he was married and, like, hasn't been in the dating game for a long time. And that's <laughs> just totally out yeah. of touch. But it's, like, well, one or the other. It's one extreme like, or the other. Yeah, because if that's what he's trying to do, the first option of those, then it's, like, this big miscalculation. Because, hey, it seems like this girl is, like, down to hook up anyway, which, like, fuck, yeah, that's part of the fun of dating. But, B, like, she's telling him, like, yo, this is a little bit much for me. And he's still going on. That's the red flag to me. It's yes. not that... It's not that he is, like, too much too fast, though that is also kind of a red flag. It's that he's not fucking listening to you. If you're saying, like, clearly you're into kissing, you're into making out, like, you're down to whatever, like, which is very good. We're pro that on this pod. But, like, he's not listening to the things that you're saying of, like, this is too much, you need to chill. Like, that's not, you know, which, like, that's a bad sign. Someone who, like, does not read your signals. And I really respect this listener for just being like, up, nope, never mind, out. Like, giving it the second chance. We always talk about second dates and weirdness. It sounds like nothing weird happened until the second date, but, like, not feeling like you have to go along with it. I like that she was like, yeah. I was actually getting turned on, so I decided to go along with it more. Like, not basing it on, like, I should respond in this way or that. And getting out of there when it was like, okay, no, no, no. He's like a hot six foot three doctor. Like, yeah, like I'd fucking, <laughs> you know, whatever. Like, it doesn't. You don't have to. You don't have to like be like all in on someone to be like, yeah, like you're hot and I like the way you're kissing me. Like, let's have sex. But it is, I think, like one of the biggest turnoffs is when someone's like, you're clearly communicating somewhat something like, yo, like this is a little bit fast for me, and then the guy fucking says, I think I'm falling in love with you. <laughs> Like, I that mean, is a, like, just a, like, swoosh, swoosh. Sorry, I'm making, like, airplane hands missing each other. Like, that's a lot. That is so much. And, but the thing is, and I know that he does, it's not that The Bachelor and Bachelorette have infected society this much, but that is how they still depict this. Like, the steps totally. are so fast. The dates happen so fast. The kisses happen so fast. That's fine. You know, kissing can happen quickly. But then they always do this thing. It's like, what's the first level? I think I could, now it's like, I think I could see myself falling in love with you. No, first it's like, I feel a connection with you. Oh yeah, a connection. <laughs> and then. We need to like, make an infographic about this. The bachelor levels of like. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it and post it. And can then, we? Yeah. Wait, remind me to do it this week. I'll do it. I don't know how to draw anything, but we can figure it out. I'll that's that's how the breakups work too, is like, I feel a stronger connection with the other people. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just can't get there. I can't see us getting there with you. But, I can't see my... As- but not to stereotype all doctors, but like... <laughs> or, like 
Like, let's, I mean, this is, like, probably, like, a nerdy doctor guy. Like, I, most doctors that I know are, like, their they're social skills, so there's a few, but it's few and far in between that are, like, on it. Like, most of them, they're very, like, intelligent, but they they spend all day either with, like, sick weird people or like it's not always like right there you know what i mean like i don't know like for me like doctors are like never like my group of friends are like oh my god this is doctor guy he's hilarious he's like the most gregarious person in the room he's always the one like always you know there with it like you know the guy who's you know being able to you know communicate effectively it's like i don't know that's i feel like it's either that or they're like Sorry, we're gonna get hate mail from doctors. Like <laughs> fine. we love so toward over me. <laughs> confident, like almost borderline like socio. Like they're so confident. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. feel like I've also seen that brand of like, I'm a doctor. Like and it's like a, a lot. He also literally diagnosed what he was feeling. He's like, I'm falling in love with you. He like do- made it very doctory. He's like, I think I'm falling in love with you. He really like Put a name to the the feeling. Like, I don't oh my know, God. Instead of just letting it go, it does feel like doctor. What would you guys have done in this scenario? Me? I want. I would like to go in a circle, a metaphorical circle, because we're in two different parts of the country. But and like say how we would have responded in this exact scenario. Ooh, uh, I want to say that I would laugh, but I I certainly wouldn't. I would have been like, ooh, uh, I don't know, I. I think I would have made up a stomach ache. A stomach ache? <laughs> yeah, like I don't feel good. I don't feel good. I gotta go. He's a doctor, though. That's a terrible oh, yeah, move. You, you need like oh, yeah. you need something like you know much That's more serious. It's yeah. not medically related. Yeah, you need like an you need like an accountant problem. Yeah, you're like oh, Ooh, I forgot taxes. to pay my taxes. <laughs> it's May. Yeah, I, I honestly I don't know. Tony, what's the earliest someone said they fell in love with you? Did you have you ever had a weird early or like feelings thing? No, uh, uh, yeah, maybe like a couple months in, like, but not nothing too where I didn't. I thought it was inappropriate, or you know. How did you handle it, or were you into it too? No, don't tell me. Uh, no, like I handled it like any like guy who didn't know how to handle his emotions would handle it, is not say anything back and just you know pretend like you didn't hear it. Um, <laughs> at the time, like I don't know, and then it obviously it comes up later, and you have like the conversation later. But I'm saying like in the because like in the heat of the moment type scenario, which is which is what I'm referring to, is like you're not in the best of mind to respond to this anyway. Like what I would have done is I would have continued with whatever it is was going on. All those the 20 fire emojis sounds great. Like continue <laughs> it is whatever it is you're doing, and then like think about it later, and then I don't know because it's only it only gets worse, right? If like that's if that's the path that he's going down. With. Yeah, that's exact. I would have. That's exactly what I would have done. I would have been like, "Oh my god, thanks." Had yeah. sex with them, and then I've started avoiding exactly. them the next day. Yeah, <laughs> like a really healthy person. Can you imagine like, if a woman did this to a man? Though it's like every rom com from the '90s has the woman being "I'm in love with you" on the second date, and I just and think our listener like, Ooh. Yeah. exactly. Our listener was so like nice about it. You know, like very. She put a lot more thought into it. It was your second fucking date. Also. Fuck yeah to this listener who's gone on 21 dates. I hope you still are because you have the right attitude about this. I never had this good of an attitude. I just feel like it's kind of like dating is dating. And I think it's because she's gone on a bunch of dates. So she knows it's just dates. Totally. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's fun. 
I like it. I'm I'm about it. Keep us keep us updated. Listener. Saying listener still makes me feel like kind of a fucking tool. Yeah, is that is um, that sorry, our gems. Our gems. I'm sorry. Yeah. Our our french fries. Our french fries. Um all right, should we read a worst first to wrap everything up? I love a worst first. Awesome. Okay. So, uh this comes from Paige who gave us permission to say her first name. Um, and she says, hi, Liza and Kimmy. Glad grad school is going well. This is coming from a fellow UCLA, UCLA lady. Oh. It's, it's better spelled out. It makes sense spelled out. <laughs> um, here's a worst first that I was a part of, though it was not my first date. A good friend of mine and I had talked about going to Soup Plantation. If you've never been to one, it's a buffet of very basic American-style food that mainly appeals to older people and young children. One day, she asked if my boyfriend and I would like to go on a double date to Soup Plantation. I, of course, said yes. Also, I want everyone to know that Soup Plantation is one word. I just think that's really fun. And also, um, using the word plantation in a business name is fucking crazy. Very so Can we break this down for a little bit more? So is this just a uh, like a buffet line of a bunch of soups? I, I don't know. I've but heard of I'm them. They curious. are a West Coast thing. But okay. Okay, I'm Googling. Like it a golden me. corral of, you know, the... You guys have those in New York? I know of it. I don't. <laughs> it's, oh, yeah, there's only one piece. Soup plantation. Soup plantation. Soup plantation. Oh, one yeah. Word. It's a Southern California. It's very strange. Yeah. It's an all-you-can-eat buffet. There's one in Beverly Hills, and there's one in Brown. Oh, it's Sweet Tomatoes. That's the Florida version. I've been to that one. Oh, Florida. On a first date now. <laughs> wow. This reminds me of that uh, that party jo- down fake restaurant super crackers if you ever oh, watch the yeah. show party down it's so funny yes um okay so uh this girl's friend roommate friend asked if she and her boyfriend wanted to go on a double date to soup plantation uh she writes i of course said yes a few minutes later she texts me to let me know that her boyfriend misunderstood what was happening he invited his roommate and the girl his roommate had been seeing to come as well I told her it was fine and that I was happy to go on a triple date. Little did I know that the roommate and the girl had only met once or twice before and had just had a one-night stand. Their first date was a triple date to Soup Plantation (laughs) (laughs) with couples who had been dating for one to two years each. We arrive and they have the most horrendous hickeys I have ever seen. They didn't just look bad. They looked very painful and were huge. The roommate was wearing a turtleneck despite the 80-degree weather, and they were still very visible. This also happened right before Thanksgiving, so I was thinking about how they would have to see their families in less than a week. It's really funny. (laughs) Anyway, over the course of this meal, I heard the roommate and the girl ask each other where they are from, if they have siblings, etc. We were sitting on the patio eating lots of bread and pasta. The roommate sweating profusely because of his turtleneck. When they agreed to go on this date, why they agreed to go on this date, I have no idea. I did my best to make it unawkward, but had only marginal success. Soup plantation as a date. Soup plantation as a date spot. Two point five dicks. <laughs> it could be great and really funny with the right person, but it could also go very wrong. Um. Uh, love the pod, and I'm wondering if Kimmy has any suggestions for a UCLA date. Weird croissant thing at Il Tram Veggie Grill at uh. Ackerman. R.I.P. L. Tram. It's the it was the coffee shop on the the business school's campus that just it just closed down. Oh um, no! This is only from like a, a less than a month ago. This yeah, email. it's so and it was just like overpriced paninis and the worst coffee I've ever had in my life that I would spend money on every day because it was right in front of my face. Um, 
So not yeah, UCLA dates. I mean, we've gone to Wolfgang, said Ackerman. So there's that. <laughs> there's Liza, there's like a Wolfgang's Express, but there's a bar. So Oh, funny. Yeah. That's hilarious. Well, thanks, Paige. That was a delightful story. Next time I'm in LA, I'd like to go to Soup Plantation. <laughs> Liza, yes, we should have a, an event at Soup Plantation. <laughs> Do our first live show that we keep talking about at Soup Plantation. <laughs> Soup for everyone. Yeah, tell um, us your way. This is kind of this, like the target date. Yeah, I mean, all you eat can eat for, like pasta on a first date is aggressive anyway. Like yeah. in any situation. So I don't know. Yeah, that feels like a recipe for like a lot of pain and discomfort, and like me unbuttoning my pants. <laughs> um, Tony, we didn't even ask you. Do you have a worst first date? Uh, so I don't know. Like I've like. A lot of first dates, it's just the worst first dates are the ones where you're just, you know, you can just tell there's not a connection and just conversation is just like pulling somebody through the mud just to get anything back. Um, so that's really it. Like the, those are the ones that are like usually pretty hard and pretty hard to get through. And, you know, having just getting through that one drink is rough. Um, like I remember one time like dealing where I was just digging at the bottom of the barrel or like travel plans are you into travel no family all like are you going any like going to see your family no they're all west coast haven't seen them in a bit like all the normal stuff that you could at least pull something where we ended yeah. up on oh hobbies no hobbies like we ended up on her one hobby was um taking candlelit baths after her shift <laughs> at work we're like the only where i can go from that is like what scent do you like which is like we're like and now we're like at a place where like i there's nowhere to go and like, yeah. it was it was rough but i'd say that was probably the like the most awkward one that i can just All remember right. off the top of my head well, I'm glad but. it wasn't Kimmy. <laughs> I, I mean, she's like, up there. I feel like no shade. There's a world where you're like, I went on this first date, and the girl had a podcast, and she had mixed me up with somebody else, and her phone didn't know who I yep. was. I thought you were like a 45-year-old dude from Google. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you know, my coworkers and friends loved it. Like, it was, <laughs> it was great. It was great conversation for yeah, definitely Tony months. Yeah, has been very um, transparent about the fact that, you know, you met me and I had a podcast. Yeah, why hide it? It was a great story. <laughs> well, <laughs> it makes everyone laugh. So Well, I feel like that's like cheers to you. I'm gonna do a final cheers, which we don't usually do. But cheers to you, Tony, for being a gem and <laughs> putting up with all this weird shit and coming on here tonight and having that general attitude towards <laughs> no, life. Thanks I think for having it's very me on. fucking this was a cool. lot of fun. Cheers. Of course. Well, you're welcome back anytime. Oh, thank you. We'll yeah, probably, we'll I mean, get... we'll probably force you back at some point. So welcome might not be the right word, but. We, well, welcome as a word by itself <laughs> is the correct word. Welcome to podcasting. Yeah. Welcome. You're here now and you'll be back. Uh, but it's been a delight to have you and everyone listening. You can find us on Instagram at 51firstdatespod. You can email us your worst first date stories at 51firstdatespod at gmail.com. Uh, please join our secret Facebook group. I feel like this is the, I mean, we barely talked about the secret Facebook group this episode, but a lot of the questions and conversations we've been talking about came from the Facebook group. It is, I believe, like the best, most supportive place on the internet. And everyone who, like, like friends of mine who like have long stopped telling me their thoughts on the pod regularly will text me and be like, oh my God, I love your Facebook group. Because it's just really like really good, nice, kind, supportive people talking about dating and commiserating with each other. So please join it. Did I miss anything? I mean, I did, you said email your worst first dates to 51 Email your worst pod. first dates, 
your weird first dates, your any first dates. Worst and, first students. Um, oh, yeah. We love your worst first doing it stories. We're going to read some of those. And we're going to be back next week. Um, like Kimmy and I have said, we're we're going to start bringing basically almost every week we're going to have like somebody on talking about a first date. It's going to be a mix of random friends, daters, this, that, a mix of people. And then we'll have some people back as regular contributors. So you're going to he- be hearing a mix of people's first of of one time first dates and also like checking in with people's journeys so please keep joining us and you will hear lots and lots of yeah yummy first date stories yeah and tell your friends screenshot it tell them to start from the beginning because that's fun and then this summer Liza and I are both going to be in New York while I intern which will be a great time uh tell us about your experiences keep those emails coming and if you want to go on a date and then tell us about it pitch us like a little couple sentences about why you'd be a good fit like where you're from who you're dating especially if you're dating from different perspectives than we are because we're we're boring white cis straight girls so we want to broaden that okay we love you all so so much thank you for all your support thank you tony for being here thank you tony (laughs) and go on a date go on a date go on a date